What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the week two edition of V2 Sports on the Field. And before we get started with the predictions, we want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor at Pro U Sports. We're definitely going to be trying to get y'all some ticket giveaways coming here soon. I know I said on the last episode that I had a phone call, had the phone call, still trying to work some logistics out. But just keep your uh, keep your eye on Instagram and make sure you download that link. It's a perfect way to keep up with your college uh, athletic alumni that are in the NFL right now, especially with kickoff coming this upcoming Sunday. It's a great app to use, and it definitely saves a lot of time. But we're going to go ahead and get into week two of college football. You all heard our recap uh, on Tuesday or on Wednesday. So let's go ahead and get into it. What many people would consider our marquee matchup is going to be Alabama and Texas. So I'll let y'all take it away. Alabama blowout. There's really no other words. We all know it's going to be a blowout. There's, I don't think Texas has a team that could even like put points. I, I, I honestly think this is as, as soon as I saw Utah state, Utah state has a top offense division. As soon as I saw Utah state score zero, I know that Texas is going to score probably 10 at most. I, I got this being a 30, 30 plus point win for uh, Bama. Maybe 40, 42 to, two to seven. Okay, I'll take that. I agree with a lot of what he said there. Maybe I could see maybe 17 points for him instead of just 10, but very similar to what he just said. There, Hunter. I believe Dane. I believe yeah. it's Dane. No, Dane just spoke. Oh, okay, okay. I, I yep. think we've lost Hunter, so go ahead, Caleb. All right, sounds good. Um, I just think that Texas, personally, and this is my personal opinion, might be the most overrated team in the nation as of right now. Um, that could be subject to change. Alabama, uh, easily top three. You can't leave them out. Alabama's offense is way too much, and obviously their defense is going to get stops and a whole lot of them. I got Alabama, and this isn't even close. Yeah, I think Bama going to feel pretty slighted in the fact that uh, I heard Texas has only given them 25 seats for their band, so and I think they'll be able to bring their band to this game. And Nick Saban doesn't care about that, but just because it's funny, uh, Alabama's going to win by like 30. Yeah, if you've ever heard or watched that video, you're not that guy, pal, you're not that guy. That's Texas summed up. You know, they're a mid-team that's always overrated and someone's always saying Texas is back when that's heavily mistaken. And Alabama's going to just distinctly prove why they are not that team and why Alabama is going to go and win the national championship this year. All right, so it's Alabama, Texas. Like Jaron was saying, Texas likes to claim that they're back uh, every year after one specific game, even though they can't beat Kansas. But it's not going to be this game. Bama's definitely going to steamroll Texas. This game might actually be what makes uh, Ark or Arch or however you pronounce his name. Uh, definitely question his recruiting and commitment because Bama's going to steamroll the absolute like crap out of Bama, but we're going to go ahead and get into the next game. It's South Carolina, Arkansas. Uh, I'm going to 
I've said this all offseason, and uh, this doesn't really change my mind. As soon as I watch both teams this week, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident. I'm still, I'm still keeping my pick. I'm gonna say South Carolina twenty to twenty four. I changed prediction, but uh, I think this is gonna be a very good game, and I think uh, Arkansas, Arkansas is gonna put up a fight. I think Arkansas will be down to the last like seconds of the game. I, I honestly think so. I think both defenses are very solid. I just think think both. Defense. This is the first like big defense that either team faces. I I think Cincinnati's defense is overrated, so I think this will be the like matchup everybody's looking for for both of these teams. This will be a matchup that determines both their seasons. Give me uh, South Carolina. You know, I do think with their last statement there that this game will define the rest of the season for both teams. I agree with that a ton, but I think after watching both teams play, I think Arkansas is definitely the better team even though I do believe they have some key injuries at the corner position. Uh, I think they'll win this one uh, probably 24-17. to Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Arkansas here, and the reason why I'm going to say is just because Arkansas has so much firepower on that offense, and I don't trust in South Carolina's defense just yet to be able to get it done and get those stops. Uh, the very necessary stops that you have to get to win a football game. And I, I think Arkansas is going to win it, and I think Arkansas is going to win it by 14. Uh, I think it's just going to be one of those iffy games for Spencer Rattler. And, you know, hopefully you could see uh, South Carolina bounce back if they do lose, but I do have South uh, South Carolina taking the L here. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just flat out that Arkansas is the better football team. Um, at Arkansas, not having Catalan uh, is going to hurt for sure, but I just haven't seen anything from South Carolina yet that tells me that they're going to win this game. So they definitely could. I think it'll be a really close game, but I got Arkansas. Yeah, this game for me, I just don't feel – comfortable honestly picking in this game i feel like it's going to be close like all the contributors have stated i think that south carolina is still trying to you know find that click together as a team and as a unit and i feel like arkansas was able to against cincinnati in the first week so i think that arkansas will win that game but i think that south carolina is going to get it clicking for week three and could see a really interesting georgia versus South Carolina game. After watching week one of SEC play, South Carolina just did not show any promise to me. Yes, it is week one, but it was also against, you know, not that, you know, good of a team. Why is your O-line, you know, not playing up to the standards they should as an SEC team? So that's what's going to make me give it to Arkansas, even though Arkansas didn't have too good of a game last week either. But I feel like Arkansas, with it being – and Fayetteville will will run away with it. it. It won't even be close. So we're actually going to get into what I was my, – my second or my third choice, like I told you all, Alabama and Texas was my second choice for Marquee. My third choice was Wake Forest and Vanderbilt. So what do you all have on that one? Vanderbilt's winning. I said it. I, I, I felt more confident in this game in a very long time. I, like, I haven't been this confident in a game in forever. 
it's only because I have a feeling Vanderbilt has the hype in this game. I mean, like everybody, they have the home field. It might be an away, might be an like it might feel like an away game, but we Vanderbilt has the home field advantage. They have the quarterback to win this. Game. I don't see. I don't see how Vanderbilt doesn't win this game. They have a they have a better defense than Wake, in my opinion. And I think I think Wake's defense is probably the worst in FBS right now. I I think it's horrible, and that that might be a bold statement. Uh, but I think I think it's garbage. But uh, I'm pretty I'm very very confident that Vanderbilt wins this game only because it, it'll be a shootout, very much shootout. And I I've got uh Vanderbilt sixty one to fifty five, sixty two to fifty. Five something like that. I think that's my prediction. Honestly, I don't know too much about this one. I don't. I think it'll definitely be a close game. That's about all I got for it, though. Oh man! Oh man! This is it's just. Ah uh, man, I'm I'm gonna have to opt out of this one. This one's hard for me to for me to tell, really. Rush, you know, you know what you know what okay. I, I'm 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 gonna go back with it. I uh, I really like Mike Wright, but I like Sam Hartman more, and I believe Sam Hartman's gonna get him to the win. And I think this is gonna be just. You know, one of those stories you're going to tell your grandkids one day, like, hey, this was my comeback game, and I just completely destroyed Vandy. Like, that's what I think is going to happen. I think uh, it's hard to say because of how good Mike Wright truly is, but I'm going with uh, Sam Hartman and the Wake Forest team. It'll be a shootout for sure, for sure. Uh, All right. I know we love the SEC here on this podcast, and so do I. But somebody has to be the bad guy. Wake Forest and Sam Hartman are going to absolutely obliterate Vanderbilt. I'm still, I love Mike Wright. I think Mike Wright's a very good football player, but I still don't think Vanderbilt's a good team. I got Wake Forest covering the spread, whatever that is. I think it's like 14 right now, but with Hartman back, that probably went up. I think Wake will cover the spread. I think it'll be 20-plus point win. Insane. Yeah, everyone's cheering for the underdog story with Vanderbilt ultimately prevailing in that game and Mike Wright going on to win Heisman. I get it. It's easy to want to see that, especially since it would be entertaining. I just don't feel like Vanderbilt has enough to be able to compete against Wake Forest. I mean, they allowed an Elon team to score 32 points against them in in their second week of football. You know, if Vanderbilt had an atmosphere like most SEC teams do, I would say Vanderbilt might have a chance because that helps a team and they can feel that energy, but they don't, unfortunately. So I think that it'll be an interesting game, but I think ultimately Vanderbilt loses 10 to 14 to Wake Forest. End of 14. All right, boys. You know, I've heard everybody else's choices, and they're not wrong. <clears throat> Wake Forest has something that Vanderbilt can't stop. They really can't. Just the only problem is it's in Nashville. 
So I'm going to give it to Vandy because y'all got to stop sleeping Wrong. on Mike. All yeah, right. yeah. Facts. Facts. That Vandy no. offense is absolute. Like it's it's a different Vandy than we've seen. I think Wake Forest still has to get in their groove with Sam coming back. Y'all can't expect him to come back full 100% after missing, you know, the first week when it was supposed to be an indefinite injury. No, I think they were literally just doing that. Now, that's not saying that kid's lying. I don't care. But I've got Vandy here. I've got Vandy pulling the upset over number 23, Wake Forest, and pushing themselves within about three more wins of being a top 25 team. I also, I before we move on to the next one, I want to say that uh, everybody is saying like, oh, wait, like two people Wake said Forest that Wake Forest is winning by 14 plus. Wake Forest has no defense, man. What are you exactly, guys talking about? Exactly. Mike Wright has up 10 touchdowns in two games, and you are saying a team with no defense will beat them by 14 well, plus I mean, points? Quick, Vandy has zero smoke. defense either, quick, so I don't Quick question. So Vandy has a defense letting Elon score 31? I'm not saying Vanderbilt has a defense. That's I'm, what I'm saying, saying Vanderbilt has a better I mean, defense than Vandy. Then Vandy, it's, Vandy, so Vandy then, quote unquote, it's battle of the offenses because both defenses sucks. According okay, to exactly. Yeah, offense is going to prevail. It is. Vandy still only put 42 up on Elon, though. Like, that's not, that's, okay, not that's not that much. That, okay, okay. so y'all are sitting here and saying that's not much because y'all are holding them to the same accountability as other SEC teams. When y'all have watched this team in the past seven seasons repeatedly – Get like you know, dog obliterated by, by FCS. Teams. Okay, 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 but you can look better. Sixty on Hawaii, sixty. Okay, you can look better and still lose. You can look. This Mandy team lose. is better than it has been in years past, and that's why I'm saying that they're going to make it interesting. But at the end of the day, Wake Forest is a better team. We all know it. You know, we all have I, our takes. It is. I what don't it think is. we all know that. I don't think we all know that. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get into the next week. Jackson, I'll let you start it off again with Missouri at K-State. I I liked, I liked uh, Missouri's entire team besides their quarterback last year. I mean, not last year, last game. But uh, I got Missouri winning this game. I, I'm not going to sleep on Missouri anymore. I, I, I They lived up to my expectations. They beat what I thought what the game was going to be. I literally – I thought LA Tech was going to keep it way closer. So I'm going to, I'm going to have Missouri by, I'm going to say 21. Pretty confident in that. I'm going to say uh, 20. I'm going to say 5 to 10. 35 to 35 to 40. To, okay, I'm glad that you're like restating your score because it came through to me as 5 to 10. I was about to say, all right. Man, you're on 35 to 13. All right. Dane? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see probably a, maybe a 35-10, 35-13 win for him. You, you know, I'm definitely surprised with Missouri. They look like, you know, they had more targets out there than Luther Burden, believe it or not. Um which, you know, of course you're playing Louisiana Tech, not saying much, but once again, you're playing Kent State. So, you know, I'm, I'm giving them 17, 17 point win here. Uh, very impressive, believe it or not. Uh, I got to see more from this quarterback, though. Real quick, is this game this week, is it in Columbia? No, no it's in Manhattan, Kansas. Ooh, all right. 
I still think Missouri gets the win. We talked a lot about how one receiver can't carry a team, and that's still true. But, man, Luther Burton looked really, really good. It was uh, Thursday night, I guess, or Friday whenever they played. But um, I'm still not too high on Missouri, so I'll take Missouri by about 10. So I'd agree that Missouri looked really good against Louisiana Tech. I'm not taking that away from them. They look like a team that's heading in the right direction with Drinkwitz. Here's the issue that I have that nobody mentioned is Kansas State has a stellar running back in Deuce Vaughn that is a five foot six back that nobody can seem to take down. I feel like with the rivalry that it is, I think that Kansas State atmosphere wise is going to be bumping. I think Deuce Vaughn is going to pop off. I think it's going to be a close game. But this is my upset pick, and I'm taking Kansas State to upset Missouri on Saturday. All right, so I'm going to be honest with you. I'm taking the same pick just because it is home for Kansas State, and I'm not even going to call this an upset, okay? Missouri is not good. Missouri showed promise, but it's not enough to play against a legitimate defense. And like you said, you were the only person that brought it up. And I was waiting to see if somebody would, because if not, it was going to be stop sleeping on Deuce. I understand that we're an all SEC podcast, but Deuce is absolutely insane. Okay. He's going to run all over Missouri's non existent defense. And that's, that's just going to be it. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be 31 21, but K State's taking this victory. All right. Real quick Missouri or K State winning. Is not an upset over Missouri. Exactly. K State's favored by K State's favored by eight in this game. Missouri winning is the upset, but I think Drink will have them boys ready to play. I'll take. I'll still stick with Missouri. All right. The next game we've got is App State at Texas A and M. I understand. I gave y'all boys a little talking to before this episode about how long to take. Uh, make this one short because you you ain't got to explain yourself on this one. We kind of already know. <laughs> yeah. I. AM's winning this game. I, well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if App State upset them, but um, I got a 20, 28 to 24 uh, AM. Mm-hmm. I think that the offense on App State will definitely surprise AM, uh, AM's defense. Uh, but I think AM will get this done by at least anywhere from 10 to 17 points, if not more. App State's defense just isn't enough. I mean, their offense mm-hmm. is great, but their defense just isn't enough. So give me Texas A&M. Close one. A&M didn't impress me a ton uh, this past week. They played good, but not great. Uh, they're like 18-point favorites, I think. I think that's a pretty good line. Um, normally lines are pretty good. Uh, I say A and M wins this game, high scoring, but we'll win it by twenty one or so. Yeah, like everyone stated, I'd probably go with A and M here. I feel more comfortable with that, and I feel like it's a safe pick. Although I think the App State's offense is gonna is gonna make it really interesting. I think it's gonna be a close game, and I think that App State will cover the spread. So for all you betters that are legal. Go ahead and and count it on Jaron. So, but I think A and M ultimately wins. All right. If A and M 
plays anywhere like they did in the first half against Sam Houston, I would give it to App State. But Texas A&M appears to be a second-half team for some reason. So I'm going to give it to Texas A&M, but not by a lot. It's going to be 31-24 Texas A&M. Just because App State loves to give SEC teams a scare, it'll be an overtime victory. All right. So we'll go ahead and go into the next week. It is Samford, or not next week, the next game. It is Samford at Georgia. Georgia by 80. That's actually a realistic take. Can't even be mad at it. <laughs> Dan, you here? Uh, I think he's cutting out. I'll, I'll go Georgia by a lot. Not much needed. Um, I mean, Georgia by a lot. Real quick, uh, Sanford actually played really good last week. Uh, they uh, beat a really good, for FCS standards, Kennesaw State team last week. But, I mean, we don't need to read too much into it. Georgia's going to win this game 60-plus to probably nothing. Yeah, the, the game, all due respect to Sanford, is not even coverable. Uh, Georgia should win by at least 40. So. All right, yeah, it's it's Georgia by 50, plain and simple. Sanford's not going to be able to hang in there. We're going to see Carson back again, and it's, it's just going to be one of those games. All right, the next game we've got uh, SEC matchup. I think it's the only other one besides South Carolina and Arkansas. It is Kentucky and Florida. Jackson? My bad. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I accidentally had my mic on mute. Okay, I got a, I got Florida killing Kentucky. I do not like Kentucky this year. This will be a 20-plus point win. I'm sure it's in this too. Expect Florida to buy off the momentum. I mean, sure, they are overrated to be the number 12 team in the country, but they're going to keep the ranking because they are going to absolutely kill Kentucky and kick them out of the top. They... Mm-hmm. I agree with the- I was asking if you were there or if we officially lost you. All right. Yeah, no, I'm still here. Uh yeah, I agree with I'm not high on the Kentucky train. I know a lot of people are. Um I think Utah was maybe a little bit overrated as well, but that was definitely a great win for Florida. I think they'll keep up with that momentum and they'll end up beating Kentucky by at least twenty one points. I've said this, and I'll continue to say it. Will Levis is not as good as people make him out to be. I I don't think he can do it all by himself, considering is there even two running backs on the roster that they're a, like eligible to use this week? I mean, I really, truly think that Florida's just way too much for this Kentucky team, especially considering Kentucky's best player is still out with a suspension. Um I'm not too impressed with Will Levis, and he's going to have to show a solid bit for me to be impressed, and it will not be in this game. He will definitely break, and he will definitely fold. Give me Florida by 17-plus. Right, I got a few quotes here. First of all, uh, Anthony Richardson, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you, and Florida, you and Florida both proved me wrong Saturday. Um, they should still not be ranked number 12. Kentucky looked terrible. 
Um, this is the easiest bet of the week, in my opinion. Florida minus five. Take that all day. The Gators are going to kill them in the swamp. Easy money. Not betting advice, by the way. So I feel like, you know, coming off uh, an amazing win against Utah, I think that Florida is going to have a lot of energy. It's a night game in the swamp. So that helps it even more again. Here's my thing, though. Florida was definitely ranked too high for just one week game. And I'm saying that as a Florida contributor. Being ranked 12 is just just not realistic by AP. I think it could potentially get there, but the, it was undeserving. I think that Florida and Kentucky is always a close game, even when it shouldn't be, regardless of which team's doing better at the time. I think that Florida will ultimately cover the spread, but I see it being more of a 10-point game than anything else. So Florida will ultimately come out with a win. Anthony Richardson will continue his chase for the Heisman, but it will be a close game. All right, so once again, I guess I'll be the odd man out. Watching the Florida-Utah game as a fan, and I would also consider as a team that would be watching film, you can see that Florida's offense is very one-dimensional. Okay, They like to run with the quarterback a lot. Now, that's not saying that those weren't designed quarterback runs. Most of that was Anthony uh, definitely breaking sacks, being the behemoth of a man that he is, and throwing those children around. But I think Kentucky finds a way to stop Anthony Richardson and they expose the Florida offense for what it is. Now, this this loss from Florida will not drop them out of the top 25. It will actually just drop them back to 18. So they'll still be ranked after this loss to Kentucky, but Kentucky's winning by an easy seven. Next, next game, Central Arkansas at Ole Miss. Ole Miss by 50, baby. Hotty-totty. Yeah, I got Ole Miss by at least 35. Um, Yeah, Ole Miss is going to get it done. 50 is just a little bit much considering they only beat Troy, what was it, 20, 28, 28 to what, 7? 10. Dan, okay, even worse. So I'm going to say Old Miss here, and I'm going to agree with Dan. I'm going to say 35. Uh, I don't know how bad it's going to be. I say probably about 42 to 7 or so, but Old Miss will win this one easily. Yeah, Ole Miss is definitely going to get the win, but I'm interested to see how they bounce back from more of a lackluster game than the previous week. I just think that they should have set themselves apart more. So Central Arkansas is probably a worse team, so surely they can you know, beat them by at least 35. That's what I would say as well, along with the other contributors. But we'll see how it plays out on Saturday. I believe Ole Miss had a slump game. They will come out with the same speed that they were actually playing against Troy, and this will be the game that everybody finally understands that Luke deserves to be the starting quarterback after Jackson Dart performs very uh, underwhelmingly for the first quarter. They put in Luke. Everything goes as planned. 28-point victory. Just because y'all got it as 35, I see that seven being Jackson's fault. Uh, 
Yo, you got it uh, about 50. You know, I'm not throwing that one out there. You know, Luke, you know Luke is starting the entire game. He is? Yeah. They took – what? No, no, they, they're they playing it, so it's uh, one start like to one. Yeah. Oh, well then oh, – I'm yeah, pretty sure. Ole Miss by 42. Yeah, no, Ole Miss by 42, 100%. Might be wrong, but that's what, I've, that's what I heard. All right, 10 men. <clears throat> All right, so we've got San Jose State at Auburn. My bad. I got uh, Auburn by. You're cutting out. My bad. Auburn by 30. Uh, Auburn's winning this game really easily. 30 points. All right. Yeah, I've got Auburn by 35 at least. Yeah, um, Auburn gets it done. Now, the points I'm very like unsure about because I think this could be a game that you see TJ uh, potentially get benched. He didn't look too impressive, so I'm interested in the quarterback matchup. But give me Auburn by a solid amount. Um, Saturday, it will be time for the annual – Auburn messed around against a really not good team and somehow finds yourself in a football game in the fourth quarter, but they'll find a way to win by 17, but it'll be much closer than it should be. No, I disagree with Rush here. I just think that Auburn's going to single-handedly take this team out. San Jose State's nothing impressive, even though they had a 1-0 and start. Auburn should at least win by 28 to 30. I've got Auburn 28 as well, and we are on a time constraint. So we're going to go through these next two games really fast so that we can get to the marquee matchup, and then we'll be out of out of here for tonight. So the next game is Southern at LSU. Uh, LSU's winning this game by 40. See, before I go anything, in, into anything else, I don't want to put too much of a big lead just based off of how they played uh, this last weekend. I think they'll get this one done with 14 points, hopefully. I 100% agree with that take, but I'm going to say it's going to be 17 to 21 points for LSU here. I don't know if y'all saw, but Southern, they won like 83 to nothing Saturday. So that was impressive. But doesn't matter. Um, for uh, Bray, you can say whatever you want about LSU. Brian Kelly, they're going to handle their business. They're going to get it done. They're going to win by 30-plus, I think. Yeah, LSU needs a bounce-back win after their special team woes and after just the performance against a team that they should have easily beaten in FSU. So, with that being said, Brian Kelly and them will win by probably at least 20 to 30 points. LSU, like Ole Miss, had a slump game. LSU by 28 just because Brian Kelly lights a fire. Next game, Mississippi State at Arizona. Uh, I think this would be an under matchup, and I got Arizona. Jacob Cowling got an insane game, and I, I think we saw the Jaden Delora to Jacob Cowling matchup, and we saw it. Arizona's going to beat Mississippi State in an upset. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think actually Mississippi State gets this one done by 10. Yeah, no, Arizona's uh, team's really solid. Like you said, Cowling looked great. Uh, I'm going Arizona here. For the sole reason that Arizona blocked their own punt, I'll go Mississippi State by about 10, 10 to 13. Yeah, I second that with a rush. I think that uh, Mississippi State will win by about 10 to 13 as well. Yeah, Mississippi State by 21, actually. I believe Will Rogers gets it handled over on the West Coast. So we're going to go into the marquee matchup. We have five minutes or six minutes to talk about it. Uh, It is going to be the Ketchup Mustard Bowl. It is Pitt versus Tennessee. How's everybody feeling about that? Yeah, you know, you know how it goes. Pittsburgh's win this game. I, I, I got it in an upset. Uh, it's at Pittsburgh, right? Yes. This, this is one of the teams. Like Tennessee, yeah, they have all the hype. They're, they do, they just had an offense that does it, and then Keaton Slovis is gonna pull something out, but like he did week one. Uh, he's gonna pull something out of his butt. I'm calling it because Tennessee's defense that good. Tennessee's Tennessee's gonna have a twenty point lead probably in the first half, and I think he's just gonna come back out of nowhere. I seriously think that. But I got a uh, forty two to thirty forty two to thirty eight. I got uh Pitt. If I was cutting out forty two to thirty eight Pitt, I just want to make sure. All right, Dane. Yeah. Um, I think this one will probably probably be around. Hmm, 35 to 42 Tennessee with this one. I think it's going to be a very high scoring game. I'm not too familiar with Pitt after they lost their uh, QB. Uh, but really, just with Tennessee's defense, I think uh, Pitt will definitely get some large plays, but Tennessee takes this one out by seven. Yeah, I mean, I watched both the games really closely last week because um, I'm interested in this one. Uh, it. I mean, Pitt should not be really struggling against West Virginia. And West Virginia shot themselves in the foot. And that's the big reason why I believe Pitt did win. And honestly, Slovis did not look that great. It was more of a running attack. And I trust more in a Tennessee offense to get plays down their throat, like more of a a quick game. You know how the quick game works for them. I just don't know if Pitt's defensive back group can hang with the the wide receiver core. Pitt's great, um, returning a lot of offense and defense alignment. That's interesting. But I'm going to go Tennessee here, and I'm going to say 14 to 17 points. Uh, I think, first of all, Pittsburgh got gifted that game last week. They should be they should be 0-1. Um, but if you look at last year's game, Pittsburgh was able to come into Neyland and win by seven. And if, But I think if you look at the teams, uh, like to compare teams from one year to the next much, but Pittsburgh got worse, and especially from that point in the season, Tennessee got considerably better. And I don't think Pitt looked very good. I'm still not high on Keaton Slovis. Um, Tennessee's going to win this game. They're going to go into pit. It's going to be over by basically halftime, I think. I think Tennessee ends up winning by about 20. Yeah, this is this is going to be an interesting game just for the fact that it is Tennessee versus Pittsburgh. 
The thing about it is, is Pittsburgh allowed West Virginia to rush for almost 200 yards last week. I don't think this is necessarily going to be a Hendon Hooker show as much as it's going to be a Jabari Small and a Jalen Wright show. I think that they're going to just cut their throats against Pittsburgh and score probably four to five touchdowns combined. And I think Tennessee ultimately comes out with a win. All right. So, unless y'all have seen the injury reports, Pitt's starting running back and one of their D linemen will be out for this game. They are injured. But UT having a consistent quarterback play during this game will indefinitely be the winner for them. Last year, they had Joe Milton playing for like the first half. He went down with an injury. Hooker came back. Some choice calls from the ref, even from my standpoint looking at it, some very choice calls. I believe that Tennessee has it in them to go into pit, come out with a victory. Definitely only 17 points, though, is like the maximum that I would give them just because Tennessee's defense isn't good, still isn't good at all. Like it improved from last year, but it's definitely nowhere where it could be. Uh, Pitt's offense is not dangerous either. All they have is, I guess, one good receiver, but they did almost choke it up to West Virginia. Like Rush said, they were gifted that game. So I got Tennessee taking this in our marquee matchup of the week. Tennessee finishes – or Tennessee leaves this week 2-0. and They jump up in the AP rankings and prepare for a game against Akron. <clears throat> and with that being said, thank you all for joining us for this episode of On the Field. We really appreciate it. And make sure, like I said at the beginning of the episode, that you all give our sponsor a look at, especially download that link in our bio. We really appreciate it. So good morning, good afternoon, and good night from the V2 crew.